Hello, everybody. I'm Bob Main, and this is today's survival show. Doing what you can with what you have, wherever you are. This is episode number 161, the second show of this week. Today is Wednesday, September 28th, 2011. I'll make this available tomorrow, Thursday, the 29th of September. Going to talk about some vehicle safety. Just some common sense ideas, but maybe a couple of things that you haven't thought about, about being safe in your vehicle, both on the road and in parking lots and around your vehicle and things like that, and even navigating through traffic and so forth in a safe and a manner that's more conducive to survival. And I'll elaborate that, elaborate on that in just a few minutes. A couple of announcements real quick. Uh, Thanks to all of my international listeners. I've been getting a lot of emails lately from people overseas. I'm based in Texas in the United States, San Antonio, Texas, to be exact. I'm a damn Yankee, though. I grew up up north. I was born in New York City. Raised most of my life in Wisconsin, though, home of the Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers. But now I live in the great state of Texas. Uh, I've been in Texas for quite a few years, actually, in the Alamo City in San Antonio. But I have a lot of people that are listening from abroad. So, thank you very much. The website, todayssurvival.com. Two S's in that web address, todayssurvival.com. Please consider becoming a member of our forum. Obviously, the forum is a good, small group of friendly people. And we police it very well so that you don't get personally attacked. And it's really cool because you can ask questions and people are very willing to help and they're a friendly bunch of folks. Click the forum button at todayssurvival.com and it'll show you how to get signed up. Also, if you'd like to support my events or my efforts here, and sometimes events, I'm just a regular guy driving down the road as I'm doing right now and I talk about survival and preparedness. This is not my full-time job though. Uh, I'm a sales guy. Uh, I'm on a business trip right now, actually. But there are expenses that are associated with the show. I have a special podcast called the Survival Survival Champions Club podcast. It's a couple of hours of unique information I've never covered on this show. It's only $15, and it's your way you can help support my show. I don't have a lot of sponsors. matter of fact, I don't have any sponsors, and that's on purpose. I don't want this show to be full of commercials. So that's why I don't have sponsors. This show is completely supported by you, the listener. All right, that's it. Let's get into the main topic. Let's talk about vehicle survival. Some common sense ideas. First, let's talk about parking. There are a lot of bad things that happen in parking lots. And some of what I'm going to tell you is based on personal experiences. In parking lots, a lot of crimes occur. A lot of women are abducted in parking lots, or they're abused, and or they're attacked in parking lots, especially in the evening. Now, whether you're a man or a woman, I want to talk to you about parking lots for a minute. How do you park your car? What do you do? 
When you pull into a convenience store, for example, or a grocery store, or a mall, where do you park your car? You know, the average person finds the closest parking spot they can find. And they don't want to walk as far, right? A lot of people find the closest spot because they don't want to walk to get, they don't want to walk very far to get into the mall or get into the store. Sometimes that might not always be a good idea. Let me explain why. What if you're in that business establishment and all of a sudden you need to get out and get out quick? Let's say you need to leave the whole area and you need to leave fast. Wouldn't it be more prudent to park near the exit of the driveway? I typically park my car as close to the exit and facing the exit as much as I can. Now, there's a couple of advantages to that. First of all, when I park my car into a parking space, I typically back it into a space. Now, I'm not talking about parallel parking. I'm, I'm talking about normal parking areas. I back it into a space, or if there is no median, then what I will do is I'll come in from the other side, and I'll instead of taking the space that I'm pulling into, I'll keep driving forward, and I'll take the next space. So, therefore, what I'm trying to say is the front end of my vehicle faces out of the parking space. Most people park their vehicle with the rear end facing out. I don't suggest that. It's much easier to jump in your car, start it real quick, put it in gear, and drive straight out of the parking space than it is to have to back out of a parking space. Isn't it? Isn't it harder to back out of a parking space? I mean, you have to go slower. You have to look both ways. You have to make sure nobody is, is coming. You've got to do that when you're pulling out of the parking space in a forward motion, but it's much, much easier. If I've got to get out of there, see, that's the way I think. I think in a situationally aware state. You know, I'm typically in condition yellow all the time, in relaxed awareness. And I want to be able to see how or what's the fastest way for me to get out of that parking lot. So my suggestion, take the little extra time when you arrive to back into the parking space rather than pull the front end in first. The other thing that I do, and again, you know, your mileage might vary. This, this may work for you. It may not. Some of what I'm suggesting means you may have to park a little farther away from the building that you're going into. But the benefits could be huge later on. So I try to find a parking space as close to the exit is possible. Now, I don't like parking right next to the uh, exit of the parking lot. Uh, that's just a little bit too close. You know, I don't want to take the chance of some someone not paying attention when they're pulling in and uh, veering a little too far right or too far left and slamming into my car. But I like to get as close to the exit I can with the front of my vehicle facing that exit. If i got to evacuate... That's going to be easier for me, in my opinion. I'd still much rather start running across the parking lot, jump in my car real quick, and hightail it out of there and make it easy to get out. I mean, think of it about if it's a crowded parking lot. What if it's a crowded parking lot and you've got 100 people all trying to leave it at once? What if something happens in the mall and you need to get out? What if some nutbag comes in with a gun, starts shooting up a mall, or starts shooting up a store, and you have the opportunity to bail? I would suggest you get out of that building. If, if at all possible, if someone comes into a building and they start shooting, get out. Get out and leave the entire area. Leave the whole scene. 
if you've got to leave the whole scene, it's a lot easier to get in your vehicle that's facing out of the parking out of the parking space and towards the exit and move it. I would much rather be in that situation. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking. You might be thinking, well, you know, my vehicle's safer, Bob, if it's parked closer to the building because there's less, li- less likely the uh, chance of someone breaking into my vehicle. So let's talk about vehicle break-ins. The number one reason for vehicle break-ins is that there's something visible in your car for people to steal. Some people think that the number one reason that people break into your car is they want to steal your car. That's not so. I'm not saying that car thefts don't occur. Sometimes they do get in your car because they want to steal it. But mainly there's something in your car that they want to take. There's an object. Here's a personal experience of mine. Several years ago, I was on a business trip. It was actually in San Antonio. And I was parked at a hotel. Uh, I didn't take this advice that I'm talking to you about right now. And I pulled my car into a parking space. And I pulled it in with the front end facing the back of the parking space. Or, you know, I, pull, I, I pulled in as one would normally pull in. I had an SUV at the time. I had a uh, GMC Envoy. And I had some demo product. I'm a salesperson, and I was selling electronic security products at that time. And I had one of my salesman demos in the vehicle. Now, the problem is, is that my salesman demo, I had put in an old laptop computer case. Now, think about that. I've got this little security system that I was showing to people, and I had it stuffed into an old computer case. I used to have an old compact computer, and I, you know, I didn't have the computer anymore, but I kept the case. And it was easy for me to carry. It was comfortable. It was easy for me to carry, so I stuck it in there. And I left it in the back of the SUV. Now, I made a couple mistakes. The first mistake is I left it in a visible location in my car. Please, folks, get everything that people would want to steal out of the clear vision of a thief. I know you've heard that before, but it's common sense. And some people don't do it. You know what the problem with common sense is? This is a no tin foil hat pa- uh, podcast. I don't go all tin foil hat on you. I keep it rooted in common sense. Guess what the problem is? Common sense ain't so common. And some people don't think, and they get in a hurry. First of all, when it comes to vehicle safety, please don't be in a hurry. Especially when it comes to uh, if you're going to park your vehicle for a long period of time, think. Put items that you don't want to be stolen in the trunk. The trunk is not completely safe, but it's safer there because they can't be seen. If you have a sedan, put it in the trunk. If you're driving an SUV or a pickup truck, try to get them out of sight as much as possible. So computers, iPads, iPhones, GPS units, small backpacks, whatever you typically carry in your car, get them out of sight. That's common sense, right? But unfortunately, common sense ain't so common. The other thing, I, the other mistake I made is I put my demo, my salesman demo, I put it in a computer case. Well, what does it look like when it's sitting in my SUV? It looks like a computer. I'm sure the thieves thought that was a laptop. They thought they were going to make a getaway with my laptop. You know what they did? They smashed in the entire rear passenger window because it was in the. Uh, I had it sitting on the rear seat. The rear passenger seat, the left rear passenger seat. They smashed the entire window, got in, grabbed what they thought was a laptop computer, 
and took off. It was a smash and grab. Now, I'm sure there were some pretty disappointed thieves when they opened up that laptop case and all they found was one of my electronic security systems that I was selling at the time. Okay, they didn't get the laptop that they wanted, but they thought it was, and that's one of the reasons why I'm convinced that they broke into my SUV. So don't put items inside of cases or bags that might make them appealing to thieves. So if you're worried about your car getting broken into, don't think that you have to park close to the building that you're going into to keep your car from getting broken into. I think the primary thing that you can do is to put items, either take items with you uh, or put them in the trunk or get them out of sight or don't bring them in the first place. Things like that. That's why I like to be as portable as I can. I do a lot of traveling, folks. I do a lot of traveling, a lot of miles every month on highways and byways and city streets. And uh, the situation I just described to you is the only time in about 14 years that my car has been broken into. So I think that's a pretty good record. And I guess I might as well knock on wood right now and hope it doesn't happen again. But I'm looking at this more from a standpoint of situational awareness. Always think about what if you have to get out of that building fast. Okay? Now, let's talk about carjackings. A couple of things I want to share with you. They're not impossible to prevent, but it's... You, you can do some things to make it less likely. First of all, when you come to a stoplight or a stop sign, a lot of people like to ride right up two feet away from the bumper of the car in front of them. I've never understood this. I, I've never understood why people do that. It makes me think they're not paying attention. When I come to a stop sign or a stoplight, I like to leave about one and a half car lengths between me and the car in front. There are several reasons for that. If somebody gets in front of your car, if somebody that's up to no good, that wants to harm you, or wants to try to do something that's not real good, if they have bad intentions and they're in front of your car, if you've got some space between you and the car in front of you, well, guess what? Your car now has become a 3,000-pound weapon. If you have to, hit the gas pedal. And if they're in front of your car, you've got the space. If you're two feet behind the car in front of you, you don't have much room to work. Okay, the other thing I want to say about vehicle safety, if somebody ever approaches your vehicle, ever, if they ever approach your vehicle for any reason, don't roll your window down all the way. I've seen people do this. I've seen it. I've seen it on streets. I've seen people, I've seen a guy walk up to another vehicle. I don't know what he wanted. I don't know what he wanted with the person inside of the car. And and this lady hits the button and she rolls her window down all the way. There's no reason to do that, folks. Roll it down an inch and a half, two inches, max. Just so they can hear your voice. Same thing if you're pulled over by the police, by the way. If you're pulled over by the police, there is absolutely no reason for you to roll your window all the way down. Roll your window down six inches. Okay, uh, or roll your window down four inches so that the police officer can hear you and so you can hand your driver's license and your insurance card out the window so that the police officer can take it. If he wants you to get out of the car, then get out of the vehicle and there's a certain way to exit your vehicle if a police officer 
um, asks you to get out. It's hard for me to describe on an audio podcast, but you do not legally have to get out of your vehicle and leave the door open and unlocked for the police officer to search. Uh, I'll find a link to a video on how to properly do that. You have to get out of your vehicle if he asks you to get out of your vehicle. You've got to do that. Uh, But there's a certain way. You get out of your vehicle. You roll the window up. You get out of your vehicle. You immediately close the door and lock it and put the keys in your pocket. Now you've complied with the officer. You've exited your vehicle. And you've not, at that point, given him the automatic right to start looking in your vehicle. Okay? I'm not a lawyer, but there are a couple of very good lawyers that have put out a good video on this. And I will search out the video, and I'll let you be the judge. But let's get off of police officers for a minute and just general strangers. Please don't roll your window down all the way if a general stranger that you don't know approaches your vehicle. Okay, first of all, it's not a good idea to open your window at all. But if you really must, roll it down an inch and a half and ask, you know, hey, how can I help you? Be ready to roll that window up and get out of there. And again, another reason why you want to have a lot of space between you and the car in front of you. Okay, next, doors locked all the time. Doors locked, locked, locked. You'd be amazed how many people don't have their doors locked. Now, both of my vehicles are Hondas. And one of the things I don't like about Hondas... One of my big criticisms is when I get in the vehicle, I start my car, I put it in gear, and I begin to drive, the doors do not automatically lock. Now, I don't know if they've changed that on some of the newer models or not. I drive a 2007 and a 2002 Honda, and neither one of them automatically lock the doors when I put that in, when I put that vehicle in drive. That I don't like. I've developed the habit of manually locking the doors. It's amazing how many times carjackings and problems occur because people are stationary in their vehicles and their doors are not locked. Common sense, I know, but it's amazing. You know why? Because so many people are walking around like sheep and they're not paying attention. They're in condition white, they're in la-la land, they're texting on their iPhones, or they're sending email, or they're yakking on the phone, or they're doing a million other activities besides paying attention to their driving, their parking, and their surroundings. Situational awareness, folks, starts with paying attention. I'm trying not to sound preachy on this podcast, but I'm just going from personal experience, okay? Because of the amount of time I spend on the road and out and about in strange cities, strange towns, strange businesses, I've had people approach my car. I've had very, very suspicious people approach my car before. And one time I made the stupid mistake of rolling my window all the way down when a stranger approached my car. I quickly, within a split second, realized my mistake and I rolled it right back up and only left it open about an inch or two. You know, but I thought to myself when I drove away, wow. Wow, what, what could have happened? Another thing, when you're putting gasoline in your car, it's a big mistake a lot of people make. What do you do when you put gasoline in your car? You get the gas nozzle, you put it into your car or your truck, and you, you begin pumping gas. Don't stand there. Don't stand there and pump the gas with one hand on the gas pump. I've seen a lot of people do that, and then they're looking at the pump, right? You know, hey, folks, it's going to charge you money, all right? The gas pump's going to charge you money, and it's going to charge you the $3 and something cents gallon that it's posted on the sign. You know that. 
you know that it's going to charge you money. Now, even if you only want to put a certain amount of gas in your car, let's say you don't want to fill it up. Put the nozzle in, begin pumping gas, step away from your car three or four feet, and just start looking around. And glance at the gas pump until it gets to the dollar amount that you wish. So, I mean, let's say you're putting $20 worth of gas in. Step away from your car. I'll explain that in a minute. Step away from your car and just glance at the gas pump every 15 or 20 seconds or so. But you need to be looking around you as well. You need to be looking around 360 degrees around you to see what's going on. A lot of things happen at gas stations, especially at night. Even though gas stations are typically well lit, there tends to be a lot of undesirables hanging around gas stations. I do not stand right up against my car. It's too easy for somebody to come up from behind me and pin me against my car. Then it's much harder for me to defend myself, is it not? If I'm pinned up against my car, it's a lot harder for me to defend myself. If I'm standing four or five feet away from my car, it's much more difficult for somebody to pin me up against my car. You get it? And see, I'm typically armed. I usually have a gun or a knife or something on with me on me anyway. But you know what? It's going to be real hard for me to get to my gun or get to my knife if somebody comes up and pins me up against my car. It's going to be a lot more difficult. So don't pump gas and stand there with one hand on the nozzle and leaning up against your car. I've seen people do that. You can still see the gas pump. Now, if you're filling it up, it's easy. If you're filling it up, which I would strongly suggest anyway, all right, because from a preparedness standpoint, you always want to have plenty of gas in your car in case you have to evacuate. That's just always a smart idea. I put the nozzle in the hole. I start pumping. I lock the nozzle into the pump position, and then I stand five or six feet away from my vehicle, and I'm watching my surroundings at all times, and I wait until I hear that click, that unmistakable click that tells me that the car is full. Then I reapproach my vehicle, take the nozzle out, put it back on the pump, finish the transaction, and get in my vehicle. Now, if family is in your car when you're pumping gas, you can do the same thing. Make sure you lock your doors while your family is in the car. You'd be amazed. I've seen so many people. I'm very observant, folks. I look around a lot. I've seen so many people get out. I've seen guys do this. They get out, they pump the gas. Family's in the car. Doors are open. I've even seen family members and kids. They've left the doors open. They think it's cool to just leave the doors open for whatever reason. Not very safe, folks. A lot of bad things happen at gas stations, especially gas stations that are off of freeways. Okay? I've seen this happen in rest areas, too. Oof. Man, rest areas are very dangerous places, folks. You know, they may seem safe, but they're not. I've seen people pull into rest areas. I've seen them leave their doors wide open. I've also seen them unlock. I've seen people leave their doors wide open and kids are in the car. And the kids are left alone in a rest area. Whew, my God, I've seen that, folks. I'm telling you, I do a lot of traveling. I pay attention to this stuff. Please, please don't do that. Children have no business being left in a car alone anyway. Make sure an adult is in there with them and lock the doors. Okay, the other thing I want to say about parking lot and vehicle safety, especially this goes out to ladies. Ladies, 
I don't care what you're driving, whether you're driving a car, a truck, an SUV, a van, whatever it is. Whatever you're driving, please don't park next to another vehicle that's very tall. Don't park next to a tall truck or a tall van. Don't do that. It's very easy for a bad guy to be hiding behind that other very large vehicle. And as soon as you open your door and you're ready to enter your vehicle, there he is. And then he's up to no good. He just comes out of nowhere. Well, guess what? It wasn't nowhere. He was hiding behind that big van that you parked next to. Try to park next to smaller vehicles. It's much easier to see your surroundings, ladies, if there are small vehicles around you. Okay? Just a bad idea. I, I, I know it might be the, the closest parking spot, but again, quit looking for the closest parking spot to your building. Please look for the safest parking spot, Okay? There's a big difference between the closest parking spot and the safest. Now, the closest parking spot might be the safest. If the surroundings look pretty good, go ahead, park there. Please back your vehicle into that parking spot, okay? Using some common sense. And here's the other rule of thumb with vehicle safety. If it doesn't look right, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Go with your gut feelings. Go with the appearances. If it doesn't look right... And if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. Even if you have to park a little farther away, folks, you probably need the exercise. Okay, there's a couple of quick survival tips. It's more like situational awareness tips, actually, in vehicle safety. And I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you probably have some other suggestions. So if you do, I would certainly like to hear it. Uh, There's some of you out there I I know probably... You're, you're very good with this. Maybe you're in law enforcement. Maybe this is a topic that you know a lot about. Whatever. Uh, there are several ways for you to get in touch with me and uh, feed me more information. I'd love to make another podcast out of it if you have some more info. So, Bob at Today's Survival is the email. Bob at todayssurvival.com. Uh, you can go to todayssurvival.com, and there's a show notes section underneath each podcast. And then there's comments. And you can put comments there, or you can join the forum. And uh, put your comments on that. So, until next week, thanks for listening to episode number 161. My name is Bob Main. I try to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are in a common sense, no tinfoil hat manner. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next Tuesday. Goodbye.